Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're listening to the Design Build Hunt podcast presented by Whitetail Partners. Here we cover all things whitetail property design, habitat improvement, and hunting strategy. Let's change your property for good. All right, back with episode two of the Design Build Hunt podcast presented by Whitetail Partners. I've got Mr. Sam Billhorn of Whitetail Partners Wisconsin on the line. Sam, how you doing? Great, Josh. Good to be here with you again and talk about some good stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are uh, we're into hunting season now, both here in Georgia, where mm-hmm. I am, and in Wisconsin, where you are. I know your family has found a little bit of success here lately. Yeah, yeah. I got out with my son, Jake, uh, on opening day for archery, and uh, we were in the blind about an hour before he shot a doe. It was great. It was great shot, short track, and uh, just an all-around uh, fantastic evening for the two of us. So it was really good. The best kinds of hunts for, for kids, not not yeah, a long right sit on. and a very, very short track job, which is awesome. I remember being a kid and, you know, making shots with a bow or a crossbow or something like that, and the tracks don't necessarily go how you want them, and uh, those can be fairly traumatic for a new hunter. Yeah, and we've been there too. Uh, that's been they, they haven't all come this easy, but uh, we've been fortunate uh, in Jake's uh, short time here, uh, the few years he's been hunting to have success. It's been great. Right now, we got to get a buck. That's right. That's right. Are there any Are there any bucks on your on your radar for this year? Yeah, we got a couple. Uh, there's, you know, it's uh, we've had quite a few hunters around us killing some decent bucks the last few years, so. Uh, four-year-olds are down a tick from where we typically are, but still some good ones running around. Uh, Activity is still pretty low. They're kind of in their core areas, but uh, uh, we're getting ready for the, the best time coming up here. Right. What is your focus this time of year? You know, before we jump into, I guess, the meat and potatoes of today's episode, what's your focus here in the early season? You know, we, we hear a lot about don't pressure your properties, but if you got a bead on the right buck, maybe get in and make that aggressive move early and then back out again. What's your approach this time of year? Yeah, so typically I'm not as aggressive. I, I'm definitely more of that let the ground, uh, let the land rest type of guy. And, you know, if there's a spot you have, go after it. And, and it depends on where you're at, too. I mean, public land, you're going to go in right away and try and make it happen. And, uh, if you got other land you have permission on to go uh, bomb into those places, absolutely, you can do that and uh, make those mistakes and so on. But but for me, on my core ground that I manage and develop uh, for myself and my family to hunt, uh, we are uh, pretty much hands-off. We hunt the edges. We're hunting some f- uh, more open field areas adjacent to our core property, uh, killing does, getting kids hunting. You know, the youth hunt is uh, a week out here, and that'll be a good time. Uh, so all those things, we're, we're trying to uh, let the let the ground rest and and also, you know, this year too, we have just a, a, a incredible, not like I've never seen before, acorn crop. And it's, you know, the deer are very content just being where they're at. So it's kind of situational too. Uh, but as soon as that traffic starts to pick up a little bit on the cameras, 
you know, middle of October. And then, you know, my favorite time is coming into that last uh, seven to 10 days of October, watching those pre-rut patterns. That's, that's when I look to make my strike. Right. Everybody wants to still have a tag in their pocket too. When you get into that pre-rut time frame, I, it, it would be a sad day if you've got to sit back and just watch the pre-rut and the rut unfold from a distance. I don't know. If you've already filled your tag and you made it worth doing, I, I think you'd probably still have a smile on your face. But yeah, I, I understand. I I went through that with a rut a couple of years ago. I uh, um, shot mine early, very early, like the first day I was out in the pre-rut and kind of had that, that uh, lament of not being in the woods at that time. So I understand. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Sam, today we're going to be talking uh, a little bit more about Whitetail Partners, giving folks some context as we build into this podcast. And, you know, we're going to be getting into a lot of topics directly related to habitat management, habitat improvement, deer management on our properties, and what we can do to improve uh, wherever it is that we hunt, whether that's a piece that we own or a permission piece, uh, whatever that looks like for us. But I thought leading into all of this and building out the picture for people, we could cover what sets us apart here with Whitetail Partners. Mm-hmm. I think we're pretty unique in this space in that we not only have, uh, you know, a local approach, but a, a nationwide approach as well. We've got a bigger picture view. And so we're going to get to that in the next episode. But for today, I thought we could cover maybe some of our core values and what really sets us apart and makes us different from other folks who, uh, you know, are out there doing uh, land management or habitat improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Okay, so let, let's kick it off. Where would you say, if I, if I just asked you, Sam, what makes Whitetail Partners different than Joe Blow's deer management down the road? Sure. Well, it, it starts with our name. You know, Whitetail Partners, specifically as we started out, is to have a partnership with that landowner. We want to uh, help meet them where they're at, where they you know, what their goals are, what their resources are, what their situation is, uh, which it ties into the next point of, you know, being customized. We aren't out there to take a piece of property and design it how we would hunt it or how we would uh, go out there and, and make it ours, but rather listening and knowing uh, that owner, their situation, who's hunting, what their goals are. You know, we have, we have a, call it a pre- uh, design interview where we go through and really get to know that owner and how they are approaching what they're doing and uh, what they you know what they're looking to get out of things and that is the context for everything we do in design. Right. One of the questions that that I've gotten quite a few times from clients, uh, especially earlier on in the process, is here's what I've got, and then they kind of give this caveat of, and I don't know if you can work with this. And maybe it's mm-hmm. unique goals. Maybe it's a property that they think is rather unique. What are some of those things that when you first interact with a potential client, what are some of those things that you are taking into consideration where they may think, ah, this might be a weird thing, not sure if you can work with this, um, mm-hmm. that they think presents a challenge. But for us, we really see, okay, that's not a challenge. That's an opportunity, and it informs mm-hmm. the design. Right on. I think a lot of times as someone is on a property, especially if they've been there a long time, they have a bias, a bias to maybe it was a stand they shot a buck out of a decade ago, or it was a, you know, some, the way they've always done something. So we're, we're in there with a clean slate, a fresh perspective to look at something differently. For example, uh, access, you know, the, I've always walked down this road to go to these stands. Well, 
you're walking through a core bedding area, you probably maybe ought to think about a different approach and help them see that. So it is, it is about uh, hearing what they've been doing. You don't want to just ignore that because there may be some pieces that either they want to continue uh, to have, maybe it's a, a stand, a blind, whatnot, but then working in new concepts to the design to help them uh, more, hunt more efficiently, more effectively, and, and not have some of those problems that they may be causing their their property because a lot of the the difficulties that people have are not necessarily with that challenging property as you say but maybe their approach to it and and that's why having a new perspective a new plan uh, is so beneficial right and i a lot of this really does boil down to not just habitat management but hunter management managing how we approach our properties managing our own um dare I call it self-discipline when it comes to hunting certain stands at certain times or or taking a more difficult route around rather than barreling right through the center of a property to get to that stand and what would be the easiest and most effective way for us, you know, on a 30 or 45 minute hunt after work or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's where bringing in that, that customized approach of how we are going to set things up so that so that they can do it. I mean, the other part of this too is what is their ability? I mean, physically, can they take the route we might suggest for them? And are, are they willing to do that? Or is that not in their interest for how they want to hunt? So sometimes we need to design, as you say, the, the design the hunting into it, not just the habitat. Right. Absolutely. So you've alluded to at this point, <clears throat> two of our core values. One is the relationship focus, right? We're whitetail partners. Mm-hmm. The second is that customized approach. We're going to take into account your ground how you hunt, what you've always done. We're also going to present new ideas for for what maybe you haven't done or some things you haven't tried to this point. Another core value of ours is visionaries. Tell me a little bit about that and how it specifically applies when someone calls you and says, hey, I've got this ground. Tell me what to do. Sure. One of the core uh, skill sets that we all have in doing this is being able to see what can be, not just what currently is. And I think that having that ability to see that vision, but not just see it, but to communicate it and give the steps of how to get there. That, that's what we mean by visionaries. We are able to see what can be. Um, every property I've been on, even some, you know, initially you might say, wow, you got, got some strong strikes against you here, but those are not deal breakers. They're just challenges to work through. And with that challenge comes then that opportunity, as you've said. And that's that's really what it's all about is seeing opportunity in it and sometimes I'll be honest those ones that were the biggest challenges sometimes turned into the coolest designs because they really brought on some unique solutions uh, to make those things happen right and you know while it may take a little extra thinking a little extra legwork when you look back at the end of the day uh, to a truly customized plan that takes into account some of the challenges that some of those maybe more difficult properties has, you really look back and say, wow, this is, this has turned into something. In a lot of ways, we're kind of like sculptors working with, you know, a a big chunk of marble or something like that. And we've got to see what's there. We've got to see what's underneath all of this and chip away and refine and change. And, you know, one of the things that I think is, is also true is that what we provide, and, and we'll get into this just a little bit, uh, we're, we're providing a living document as well. Mm-hmm. It's not always a one, one time we step in, we set the property up, and we walk away from it forever. 
Uh, one, our partnership focus brings us back and we're working with those landowners, continuing to work with them as much as they would like for us to. But also, mm-hmm. um, you know, coming back a, a second year, coming back two years after the design is done and implemented mm-hmm. and saying, okay, where can we improve from here? Where can we go from here? Where can we tweak or change to continue to improve your hunting and maximize what the property has done and how the deer have really adapted to some of the improvements that you've made? When it yeah, comes to, right. oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say you nailed it, and I'll just I'll just add and say that uh, as as a property evolves, there are tw- uh, tweaks and additions and changes that can be made. Um, r- once you get that initial plan roughed in, there's oh, there's going to be continuing things to to make it that much better and and uh, you know redefine that mousetrap. Right, right. One of the other big questions that we try to answer on the upfront end for uh, the landowners that we work with is the question of, well, what do I get? What do I walk away with? And, you know, one of our core values, uh, setting the standard when it comes to not only the service that we provide, but our deliverables as well. Can you go into a little bit of maybe what sets us apart there? Because I think Mm -hmm. this is um, maybe not at the forefront of everyone's mind, but something that really sets us apart compared to what you may get going with another firm. Yeah, right on. This is one that really was at is at my heart of what when we started this is to say there's a lot of services out there that will come and give you a basic sketch or some concepts or some ideas or even just simply point to things in the field and really not leave you with that living document and that plan uh, that you can work with and discuss for, for years to come. Um, you know, the, the best plan is not one that's made, you know, in a half hour after that initial walkthrough. It, that walkthrough is all about uh, just, for us, we're like sponges, just absorbing information. What we see in the land, what we see in the habitat, what we see from the deer, uh, deer sign, and what we learn from that owner, who they are. Taking all those things and then we mix in and combine the principles of design, which we've established and, and refined over the years to then make that plan. That plan is not something that's just a quick sketch. That is a detailed 3D design in Google Earth. It's as visual as you could imagine. And it, it demonstrates and, and shows that plan uh, in re- really in, in vibrant life. You know, like we say, visionaries, to be able to see that plan. Uh, and then that's editable. It's not something that's static. We look at it as we make an adjustment or we talk about something well, we're going to move that corridor over about 30 yards here. It worked out better there. That was a more natural pattern that we found when we went to build it and all those things throughout the course of time. So that's the plan. And that's something we share. Um, when we deliver it, you know, we'll sit down and record just like we're doing here now. We'll, we'll record a presentation to explain that plan, to walk through the details of it, what the habitat's about, how the deer are going to move throughout, what are the what are the hunter routes? When should you hunt this stand or that blind or whatever? And those details is something that in that video format is going to live on forever. You know, the peop- uh, owner can go back and, and review that. Um, not to mention then the whatever we're up to now, 60 or 70 pages of uh, site-specific and uh, resource documents that we have uh, to help them better understand the language, the details, the habitat improvements. Really, our goal is once we deliver all that stuff to them you know, within a week or two of the visit, is that we are 
turning them loose that, that they can go out there and do that work. Or we continue that relationship and help them on the land management end. Right, right. And yeah, to give folks just a little bit of a picture, uh, the last property that I was on that I was able to write a plan for, we the, the written plan ended up being somewhere in the 85-page realm with nine custom videos that went along mm-hmm. with that. And each video anywhere, you know, 10 minutes or so. So quite a bit mm-hmm. of information. You're not at the mercy of your note-taking skills and your memory. Uh, you don't get us out there for a day and then that's the end of it. You have a full plan that comes in, um, comes in afterwards. And for us, really, yes, we are working when we're on site and we're going to be pointing out everything that we can to you. At the same time, our work really begins when we get back in front of the computer at home. When we're mm-hmm. back with our notes, when we're back with our experiences, when we're back with everything the client wanted us to know about him, his property, all of uh, the ways that he hunts and all of that. Then we are piecing things back together. It's it, it, the on-site survey is not the last time you hear from us. Right on. No, and the, and the resources too. I come back. I got maybe half a dozen different mapping programs that I'm looking at and soils and all these different things. That it's not just a generic statement that I'm going to make by coloring an area green on a, on a drawing that I hand them uh, right after the uh, the review. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. And then the follow-up too. I mean, I, I don't. Uh, I, once a client is established, I am available to them. If they want to call me, text me, email me, uh, get together on things, I, I want to provide that. Uh, that is the relationship that we establish because, you know, our goal is that we continue to service them. It's not a transaction that occurs at one point in time and it's over with. Right. And I think for a lot of us, I know this time of year, especially, um, that's the part that I most enjoy about doing what we do is this time of year, I'm getting question text, questions texted to me from clients. I'm getting pictures from clients. I'm getting to see the, the fruit of the labor that has gone into this and to continue to be a resource for them. So uh, our next core value that I, I just want to touch on and, and hear maybe your perspective on is that word comprehensive, right? When we, when we walk away, we're giving you deliverables and an experience that has been comprehensive. What do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Well, I think we just covered it in what we provide. You know, we we don't want to just give a perspective on it, a single drawing, a single piece of paper. The comprehensive is complete. There, We want to have looked at as many details as we can uh, and not leave any stone unturned. I mean, our goal is to be thorough on a property. Um, if you want somebody to do a quick overview, uh, can you play on? There's people that can do that, but our our goal is to be complete. We don't want to have an approach that's missed something, especially if it's specifically to that owner, uh, not something that they're either going to be ready or willing or able uh, to implement. Yeah, that brings up a maybe a follow-up question. If someone's listening and they say, well, okay, you send me this plan, and I see something on the plan that I think, that either doesn't work for me, that doesn't work for the way that I want to hunt. I don't like this particular portion of the plan. What's your response going to be? That's what the follow-up's all about. I mean, that's a very infrequent thing if we've done our work right, that we have listened and explained. And also then we are, when we deliver that, you know, here's what I heard and here's what I've proposed in in making that connection. Now, that, that, uh, as we said before, a drawing is never done. We can have that follow-up meeting, have that discussion, make some tweaks. I've done that before for folks. They say, I, 
you know, from my perspective, I'd like to see this a little bigger. Yeah, there's no problem. We can work on that and, and work through that because it's any plan is a living document. Any good plan is a living document to, to make that uh, its best over the course of, uh, the course of time. Right. And the reality is, um, not only does your property change over time, but your neighbor's properties change over time. Mm -hmm. And that can have a significant impact on, you know, what the deer are doing on your property, how they're moving through using your property. Um, So that living document that can be edited and tweaked and continue to make modifications to that document, I think is a huge asset for for those who walk away with it, because they can edit it themselves as well. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a plan that we hand over and only we can edit that. That now becomes their property and they can, they can tweak and change however. So that can continue to serve them 5, 10, 15, 20 years on into the future. And, and I think what's really important here too, especially for some people, is this is managing an asset. You know, when people buy a property, it is not, you know, maybe it's just for fun or they, they never t- intend to sell it or they're not thinking about the financial piece of it too, but it's important uh, to note and to realize that if you're improving your property, just like you improve a home, if you're improving a property and you have history and you have documentation and you have these things, you have increased the value so much more than any of this consulting cost uh, has brought upon your property. Right. And that's the next thing for us to dive into. Uh, is that part about value? Right. I mean, sometimes when people think about they, they've bought a property, maybe they've had a property for a long time and they think, I don't think I can pay someone to come out and and tell me how to set this place up for whitetails. That doesn't seem like a like maybe a wise use of my money or, or maybe I just maybe I just don't see that that that's a good use. Maybe I just don't want to incur that expense. But tell me a little bit about the value that comes in on the back end of things. And really, we're in a lot of ways, can save folks a lot of money if they go into their habitat management with a plan. There's so many things or statements to make about this. You know, price is what you pay, value is what you get. You know, we could talk about that. We've covered that into deliverables as far as, you know, what are you buying? Are you buying a, a thorough professional review or are you buying a, you know, uh, whatever it is, a, a YouTube famous uh, uh, celebrity visit you know what what are you trying to accomplish what are you looking for and i think that that that's the that's where it starts but then getting into the work anybody who's done any sort of work on a property especially if you're getting into it and you're developing extensive stands and blinds and food plots and especially getting other habitat you're taking agricultural land out of production you are spending a lot of money you are spending great great deal of money especially on a larger property uh, to do all these things. And, and if it's the way you want it to be, and by all means, I mean, that it's to each their own of how they want to do it, but to get a, a, the experience and the learning curve of somebody who's done dozens or hundreds of these, depending on our consultants, I would say that you're, you're going to fast track yourself for those results, right? You can spend a lifetime learning all these things and, and know how to do them, or you can hire in some help and really quickly uh, accelerate uh, your path to success, however you define that, whatever your successful hunt is. And uh, as well then as, as bringing value and adding value to your land. Right. And, you know, one, people don't, 
don't often go into it thinking, hey, I'm going to sell this property one day. But as I'm sure you've seen, folks sell properties a lot more often. They either Mm -hmm. decide they're going to upgrade, they're going to find a property closer to home, they're going to find one a little bit bigger because now they've got more kids or more friends who want to hunt with them, et cetera. Having that plan on the back end when you're marketing your property and saying, hey, Mm. not only do you get this property, but you've got a plan professionally designed that you get along with this, boy, that's a... That's a tremendous asset. And how do you mm-hmm. replace the cost of three, four, five, six years of your own improvements, trying to go at your own, and then you realize that it didn't quite work out, I'm not seeing the results that I want. Boy, it, it sure would be a lot simpler to have someone, in my opinion, come in on the front end and, mm-hmm. and help you establish that rather than losing that time um, to potentially putting things in the wrong place or setting it up in a way that doesn't um, necessarily help your hunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I want to emphasize what you talked about with people um, buying and selling land. I think that that, just like homes, you know, the people buy and sell homes more frequently than they think they might because stages of life change and their needs change and their wants change. And that's okay. I think that that's, that's okay to approach it that way. And understanding that that could happen, you're, again, back to developing that asset. You're you're managing that. And, man, you hand that off to a real estate salesperson to uh, go sell that property, and, and you're going to be in a really good spot uh, when they go to show it. Right. Another quick tip for listeners, if you have a piece of property, keep those trail camera pictures. Keep those pictures that you're getting. Keep the pictures of the deer. Keep tabs on what the big deer on your property are doing because those can go a long way when it comes to uh, the back end of, of marketing your mm-hmm. piece of ground whenever whenever that time yeah. may come. Uh, Sam, quality last... quality, quality uh, harvest pictures as well, for sure. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Sam, the last piece we want to touch on here uh, in this session is that piece of legacy. I think when we buy a piece of property, I know for me, when I'm looking at a property and, and thinking about my children who will inherit this piece, hopefully after, uh, after I'm gone or maybe at the conclusion of my hunting career, I want to leave something behind that's meaningful. So uh, tell me a little bit about that, about that value. Uh, intergenerational success and continuing that tradition, um, is seeing those roots grow deeper for families on properties has to be one of the most rewarding things uh, I have seen, even in the you know five years I've been doing this now, to see uh, fathers with sons, mothers with daughters, whatever that is, you know, as they are bringing them up and having them develop that piece of property, and then you know becoming men and women themselves and having their own families and seeing that happen. I mean, some of the most enjoyable and memorable designs I've done uh, have been ones where grandparents said I want to have uh, I want to have success here with my grandkids and I'm mm. almost emotional talking about it because when you get that picture of them with a the grandkid I mean that's powerful that's awesome right. right absolutely I was on a property a little over a week ago at this point and we had the clients 15 uh, year old son out there and he's not a hunter he's not interested in hunting he has other interests. But through his father purchasing this piece of property, uh, starting to work with Whitetail Partners, us designing a piece or us designing the Mm -hmm. property for him and beginning to implement that, this young man has developed a love for the land and a love for doing the work on the land, even though he's not a deer hunter. His younger brothers are deer hunters and love it. He just likes to be out there. 
He just en- mm-hmm. enjoys going out, getting his hands dirty, taking care of the wildlife, taking pictures. And, uh, you know, for him, it's a whole different experience. But I think passing down that love, it doesn't have to be for hunting, but that love for the land, that love and appreciation mm-hmm. for what goes into um, these very special pieces of property, these very special investments that we're making is is absolutely huge. And, and I don't think something that is easily replaced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put so. a put a camera in that kid's hand, right? You know, there's so hey, many... Yeah. The things that uh, uh, can be found out there. I mean, I, I see myself even transitioning to that. I, I'd almost rather pick up a camera than a, than a bow at times just because uh, there's continuous enjoyment in seeing the, uh, what comes out of that. Right, absolutely. So, Sam, this is going to wrap up this conversation talking about what sets Whitetail Partners apart. Is there anything that we didn't discuss that we need to leave listeners with? You know, Josh, I guess what I would say is that there's something for everybody here, too. We have such a wide variety of services, and we can get into this in future episodes, but whether it's, you know, basic, uh, you know, short consults over the phone or, or a Zoom, or whether it's more extensive on the ground, uh, years-long relationships with land development, we can help folks from a variety of places wherever they're at, and I don't want someone to feel discouraged that there's not something for them. Uh, and what we can provide so uh, don't hesitate uh, reach out and on the website too even even at a free if for free there's so many resources out there to learn what we're doing uh, and we we try to share as much as we can about the work we have going on uh, because we have uh, so much to share and uh, benefits we can bring people even if they don't hire us absolutely so you can find us whitetailpartners.com you can find us on all the social medias just folk uh, just uh search for Whitetail Partners. So Sam, thanks for the conversation today. I hope you have a good one. Yeah, likewise. It's been great, Josh. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's show. If you found this helpful, do us a favor and leave us a review wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And if you want to keep up with us, you can find us on Instagram at whitetail underscore partners, on Facebook, Whitetail Partners LLC, on YouTube by simply searching Whitetail Partners, or online at whitetailpartners.com. 